So what are you going to be sharing with us today? Today we're going to talk about how to increase the perception of your brand. (gasps) I love this topic. So fun. Typography, language, photos. For platforms. Print, web, social. Print, web, social. Signage. Signage. Clothing. That sounds awesome. Sometimes I'm not even sure how to answer these kind of questions. I mean, I think a lot of people stick with their branding because they think they have to. I think we've got some good stuff. You're listening to Create Chat, the podcast that gives value and educates business owners on the creative process and what it takes for business growth, innovation, and marketing strategies. We're out there inspiring business owners to take action and create their big vision. Create Chat is the collaboration of Daydream Creative and The Word Styler, inspiring business owners to take action and create their big vision. Today, we're going to be talking about how to increase the perception of your brand. You can just do so much to increase the perception of your brand in terms of logo, colors, being consistent. There's just so much you can do yourself um, to really increase, you know, how people are going to see your business. Well, before we get into that, just talk to me about what a brand actually is. So the brand is, I mean, it can be a logo. It can be just a series of colors that people relate to, to back to your brand. It can also be the type of photography you use, the language you use. So it's just combining all of these things together to create a solid brand that you're going to use consistently. Yeah. I don't know. Does that explain? (laughs) Like Nike, you don't even have to see the brand and you know that this their slap line is just do it. Yeah, you see the tick and you know that that's what it is. It's incredible. Yeah, it's got it covered on all angles. Yes, or, you know, you think about McDonald's, even kids from a young age, they see the golden arches and they're like, that's what I want. <laughs> it does, so, it's not a, so it's not a logo. It's no, definitely not just a logo. Definitely not. That's That can be part of it and that's a start. You do need a strong logo, but... I think there's a lot of other things that contribute to an overall strong brand. So this is something that that, that Pip and I both um, work on every day. So I do a lot of um, branding for people and logos and work on typography. And then Pip obviously works with a lot of writing and language and creating all these fabulous words to um, to help out these businesses reaching their audience and increase the perception of their brand. Well, I know when I'm doing uh, people branding, it's all about the words that are associated with them and what how they describe themselves. So we use adjectives and verbs and adverbs and all that stuff that really describes what it is that they do, how they do it and why. Is it sort of the same thing, do you think? Yeah, definitely. I think it's it's connected for sure. So when we're doing, um, you know, branding for someone, we'll have a look at the typography we're using. Um, and make sure that that's consistent and even the type of typography relates back to the business um, in some way. And also, like, I mean, colour is a huge one because colour can be part of your logo, but, you know, it can be kind of part of your clothing. It can be um, certain colours represent different things, different feelings, emotions, different industries um, can be related back to different colours. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's just a combination of everything to um, to make a strong, a really strong brand. Mm, I know that I try and get a lot of the personality into of the person into the brand when I'm describing them. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. 
um, you know, when we start working on a brand, we will meet with the business owner and chat to them and get to know about them, um, their interests and different things. So from that um, and having a look at the, what they're doing currently, that's where we can kind of work out where the colours are going to sit, which often is the base of the brand, and then we can build on that. Yeah, I don't know why you gave me the <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> Where do we go with branding? So where's a good place to start? Okay, so I guess think about if you're thinking about how do I increase the perception of my brand? Maybe you've just, you know, bought a business. Maybe you're changing your services, different things like that. All of those things are reasons to rebrand, which then can increase the perception of your brand. So if I go to somebody's website and have a look and it's dated, the logo's really old, the information's not up to date, they have a lot of stock imagery, perhaps, that's really old. That's going to give me, um, I guess, not a great feeling about their brand. The perception would be it's a little bit dated. It, you know, is that how they approach business or, you know, is their products dated? Are the quality not that great? Because that's what I'm looking at when I'm looking at their website and their branding. So these are the things that you have to look at if you really do want to increase the perception of your brand. So overall, when everyone sees your business, comes in contact with, a vehicle or your business card or your website or whatever, um, it really does have to be all really good quality. So I guess the old saying, don't judge a book by its cover, actually doesn't really apply in this case. We all judge books by their covers, especially in terms of brands. I know I do. You do. You, I mean, because I'm involved in doing that, I probably it's highlighted to me obviously, but I think everyone does it. Mm. Well, you can certainly tell whether or not, you know, a, a shop is clean, kept up to date, tidy, organised. Yeah. So I guess it really does form part of the overall branding as well. Yeah, it does. You go into a shop and the signage is all new and clean and fresh and, you know, exactly what they sell, what they do. Um, or you go into a shop that you can see, you know, just has a lot of things that are very dated and you're probably not going to go into that shop or you just think I'm not going into that shop because... The, you know, the products are probably not great because it doesn't look great from the outside, mm. which is like looking at the website. If it doesn't look great from the outside, it, you know. So, what, so what, what are some of the things that we can do then to increase the perception of the brand quality or the, the characteristics about it um, that make I, it inviting you? Yeah, I think you just need to be consistent with whatever you decide to do. So obviously there's things in terms of what I do that can help increase the perception of your brand. You need to have a strong logo. Um, you need to keep colours consistent, um, you know, with everything to do with social media, um, definitely have things oh. branded. Yeah, and even the choice of, you know, images and things and colours and tones and you can you can just build a library of images that you're going to be using that is just consistent with your brand. Also just make sure that your logo always appears potentially in the same place in, you know, in all of your artwork. But with social media, obviously I'm talking graphics and images and colours and things which all need to be consistent with your brand and in line with your brand. Um, But maybe perhaps you could talk to us a bit more about the language and the words that go with these images because the language is super important. And hasn't that changed in the last couple of decades? Yeah. <laughs> it's changed a lot, a lot. Different ways that we're communicating as well has influenced the type of language that we're using. 
Yeah, because it can go from pretty much relaxed to very formal um, and depending on who you're speaking to and also what platform you're on, um, there's a whole shift that needs to be made. And I know that when I'm putting words together into sentences and sentences into paragraphs and paragraphs into, <laughs> you know, descriptions, it's, uh, it's, really, it's really important that we get that right because ultimately, especially if they see your logo and or, or even a product or a service, that description is pretty much the first point of call. So it's like they're dormant. And by, you know, accurately describing that with that really strong sort of, you know, sense of this is what it is, can either make or break. Really important in terms of um, the, the style that you use and the way that you project your own voice. So it sounds like when the reader is actually reading what the quotes are or what um, the comments are, that it sounds like you're talking to them so that when they actually do meet up with you, it's consistent as well. So we always sort of have uh, what we call the wow words, um, the wicked wow words, and they're like the ones that are synonymous with your business. So whether it's your service, you know, if it's impeccable service, then that's what you want to convey in your imagery and um, and the logo and stuff as well. So, but if it's, um, I don't know, been around for a long time, you know, I'm reliable, you want something that represents that as well. So it's really about matching up the words to the picture. Yeah, exactly. So if you're thinking about a tagline for your business or, you know, the kind of the first part on your website that someone's going to read, you really have to think about the words and they, they need to be a little bit, I guess, short, hard hitting, getting someone's attention pretty quick because. That's um, called my slap line. The one, the one that goes across <laughs> your face and wakes you up to what's going on. And it grabs your attention and you sort of stand up and go, oh, oh, okay, I'm listening, I'm listening. What have you got to tell me about that? Yeah, but you know when you, you know, you're scrolling through Facebook, those are the kinds of ones that catch you and you stop scrolling and you actually click and read. Yeah. So it's about the language and the tone, not only when you're speaking but the tone that you're writing in and the type of words that you're using and also being potentially industry-specific if that's important to your clients if you're reaching a certain target audience as well. Mm. Well, I try and really, I'm a bit of a short, sharp writer. So I like a lot of sentences that sort of have, you know, three to seven words in it with a full stop. And I think that really sort of punches the message out um, about, but that's that dynamic personality. Um, whereas if you're a little, a little bit more fluffy and you like to, you know, <laughs> pastely, <laughs> you might want to go, <laughs> go with some, you know, really sort of nice sort of, you know, soft describing words. But I think when you're saying using five to seven words, um, I think that's great to start out with anyway because you need to grab their attention. They're not going to read the next couple of sentences if the first one is not grabbing. So I think you do need to be short and sharp to mm. start with and then you can get into the fluffiness or the more detail as you go. I find that people think that putting words together is quite easy, but when you sit down and you're actually trying to make it quite succinct, it's really quite difficult. It takes a long time. Like we did one this morning and it was just one sentence or two sentences um, that went for about 15 seconds. And it does, it would have taken nearly 45 minutes just to nut it out to make it sound like the owner of the business, to make it uh, when she said it in her words, that it came out the right way, um, that the pauses were in the right spot. So it really is a bit of an art. But if you're going to be using those lines or those words or those references all the time, it's really good that it be consistent uh, in your voice 
so that um, it sounds like you. It's- but it has to. I mean, we do a lot of things, um, you know, for other people and, and help them out with their social media. So it's important for us to really get to know them and their language because we need to be consistent and on brand. So um, it really sounds like their voice and it's, you know, coming from them and it's really genuine. Mm, well, my paragraphs are always an organic document uh i like to work it so that it you know they'll read through and go no i wouldn't say it like that and i go well how would you say it like if you were just talking to me how would you say it and it's amazing because it just comes out naturally then but where if, you, if you're just sitting in front of a piece of paper or you're trying to write in front of a computer um it's really quite confronting you want to write it so that it sounds smart or intelligent but really that's not how you would say it yeah exactly you just need to speak how you would if you're yeah. having a conversation with someone rather than trying to be too fancy or especially for such white people using big words and then again it talks about your brand so if you're wanting to relate to people who are just going to be using your services and that sort of thing uh needs to be relatable but if you're actually presenting to a group on you know facts and figures and you're you know uh researching and trying to project a really professional brand then you're going to be going for those a little bit longer words like articulate (laughs) Well, I just think it comes back to being consistent, work out what your brand is, what it stands for, who the audience is, and then talk to them in that tone and that language and just be consistent. So, I mean, that's what it really comes down to. Figure out your brand and then be really consistent and um, just make sure you're putting out that professional image, whether it is a relaxed and casual kind of thing, that's fine, but just make sure it's, you know, it's still got that nice slick look and feel about it. Have you got an example for me or a recent case study? Oh, probably. <laughs> I mean, even even in terms of the logo and branding that we've created for um, Shire Pod, you'll see that it's, it's a quite circular logo, which is great because it works with all our social media stuff. But when we've kind of extended that and we've done our graphics for our social media posts, you can see that we've used some of that, some of that graphic that extends out. Mm. Um, and that can even be a standalone little separate bit of branding that's not obvious. It's just a subtle link back to the brand. So but it's consistent across. But it's consistent, yeah. All the photos or all the all the text that you're using. Yeah. And into even into the website. Exactly, yeah. Everything's just going to really just roll in. I mean, I think a lot of people stick with their branding because they think they have to because they think mm. people know that's the brand and they're a bit scared to rebrand. But if you've purchased the business or you're changing your products or services, um, really, you know, doing a bit of a rebrand and a bit of um, bit of a freshen up can definitely increase the perception and actually attract more clients rather than, mm. yeah. We can certainly take other elements from it too, can't you, and keep it in your current brand. But the, a brand is all about the identity of a business. Like it really tell, talks about who they are, what they do, and how they do things. So if your brand is a little bit old and ragged or it's a bit outdated, then that's sort of giving off that perception that you're sort of stuck in a certain time zone or you're not really up to date with what's going on. Um, you might be using old systems. A service might be, you know, um, a little bit swayed compared to what social norms are now. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, you can talk about shop fronts, you know, if the signage is really beautiful and engaging and fresh, um, same as a website, which is basically your shop front if you've got an online business. Um, you know, you really, if that's, you know, not working well or um, the photography is really old or, you know, people are going to just see that as a direct reflection to your business and services. Mm. So you really need to make sure that it's um, really consistent and, and really up to date. 
And so what does it look like? Sometimes I'm not even sure how to answer these kind of questions, but I guess I just make a connection to the brand and to the people who are part of the business and their products. So if I, um, if it's a business, you know, like we did with Shireport, mm-hmm. it's, it's a business in the Sutherland Shire and there's different areas and different roads and different things and, you know, different areas, I guess, you know, in different, um, connect to different people or, you know, mean different things to different people. So that's it. <laughs> so that was kind of fun to just come up with those kind of. Yeah, that was really clever because I think the idea was just uh, I got an idea from my writing coach, Liz Campbell, who said, you know, it's like, you know, you need to give your clients a roadmap to launching their first podcast. And as soon as I said that to you, it was like we could call them Oak Road or Eaton Street or the Boulevard and I'm going, that's genius. And we just came up with this whole concept. So now we've got our particular services aren't just, you know, whatever. They're actually a name in the Sutherland Shire that people can connect with and relate to. Well, it's perfect because our immediate audience and people that we want to attract are people within the Sutherland Shire. So these kind of words and roads are going to instantly connect with them, which is the whole aim. And that's just really making the brand really solid because everything connects, everything is consistent, it all matches up. Mm. So, yeah, that's obviously going to increase how, what people think of the brand. And so what does it look like for the different uh, mediums that we use to communicate our brand? Yeah, so, you know, it used to just be all about print and now we just do so much online, so much with social media. So, you know, when you're thinking about your logo, um, it does need to fit into that circle shape. Um, to really have the most impact. But then you've got to think about other places you're going to be using it, um, on your website, on print material, you know, clothing, signage, all of that kind of stuff. So you really need to um, assess where you're going to be using it and how it's going to be used as strong as possible. I mean, as an example, once again, back to ShirePod, why not? Why not? We're here. <laughs> um, yeah, so we've used the logo really consistently on everything that we've done. Um, if you look at the social media, all the graphics with that, the logo's in the same position, it's the same size. We've extended extended the logo for different things where we've got the lines going up and down. So that's just another way that you can use, I guess, the icon from your logo or an element to just have that subtle brand consistency. Um, throughout where you don't want to have the logo all the time. Mm. And then we introduced the colours a couple of weeks ago, so that was pretty exciting. Yeah. I mean, that's where we just we, we kind of grew. We kind of grew the brand a little bit by having a look at, I guess, the area that we're in. Bush. The bush, the sun, the beach, basically yeah. the colours. <laughs> that's the colours, the blue, the yellow and the green. Yeah. And it's quite basic, but then, you know, that sort of um, it does fit in with the identity of living in the Sutherland Shire because we're surrounded by the, the bush and the beach and um, the gorgeous blue sky. And, you know, the people that are going to want to be doing podcasts are people that are creative and out there and quite um, confident and positive. So the colours that we use, they, you know, they're quite bright, but they're going to work and really connect to the audience as well. So to pull together everything that we've discussed today, to really have a brand that is really strong so you can really increase the perception of your business is have a really strong logo, really strong brand overall in terms of colour and typography and just be really consistent with what you're doing and just really deliberate with the type of language that you're using as well and and be specific in terms of what platform you're on. So you may speak differently, for example, on Facebook, than you might to your LinkedIn audience. 
Um, so just just really be consistent, check everything out and make sure that it's really representing what you're doing. And, and take, I guess, every opportunity when your business grows to grow your brand like we did, like sort of take that opportunity to, even just as, if it's a little tweak. Um, it doesn't have to be this radical overhaul, does it, as long no. as um, there's that sort of consistency, whether it's with colours or just sharpening up imagery or um, the icon, it's actually, you know, you can still maintain it. And, and businesses have successfully done that. I mean, Kentucky Fried Chicken did turn it into a KFC and people were quite easily able to adapt it because it had all the same Yeah, I um, mean, structure. even look at the Apple logo. When that first came out, it was the shape and it had the bright colours and now they've gone back to really simplistic, you know, really simplistic, um, you know, the one, the one shape. Um, so, yeah, definitely have a review of your brand because it really will maybe we're, we're talking about your photos or your, you know, yeah. review the language that you're using. Maybe your audience has changed. So just take the opportunity every every year or two to really just make sure that's still that's still relevant. When we're talking about potentially rebranding and the reasons for it, we've um, just recently, we're in the process of rebranding for one of our clients, Forever Fit. So they do a lot of, at the moment, personal training. Um, they do a lot of kids fitness, soccer, boot camps, all that, all that kind of thing. And I was talking to the business owner recently and she's got some great new ideas um, for the direction of the business and the type of um, services she now wants to focus on. So she wants to move more into working with children, um, getting them more active and even doing some online um, some online training that can go, you know, through to schools or classrooms or through to your home so kids can keep fit and active throughout the day. So her focus is now going to shift a little bit. So she's still going to be working with adults and, and that kind of um, still doing that kind of fitness stuff. Um, but the focus has slightly changed. So we're rebranding. So it's going to connect more to the new audience, which is going to be more, you know, kids and parents um, focusing on their fitness and overall lifestyle and nutrition. So the old logo just um, just wasn't really doing that. Mm. A lot of the stuff that, she, that we'd created for her previously was really fantastic for adult fitness and boxing and CrossFit and going to sand hills and doing all that. But when we actually looked at it with the new way she's, you know, wanting to take the business, we decided that a rebrand, we were keeping a lot of the colours similar, but maybe, you know, brightening them up a bit for the kids and adding a few more fun elements, I guess, not so serious and slick. So, so I guess the message that we're trying to convey is that you really do need to know your audience. You need to know who that um, target market is and drill down into what attracts them, um, whether it's a trend, whether it's a fundamental and combining all of those elements together to attack to attract their attention. Yeah, for sure. When we first speak to clients, that's one of the first things we ask, who comes to you, who's attracted to your brand, who's buying from you? Because then we know, okay, we need to keep that audience or maybe even attract more people. Mm, or who is it that you want to attract mm. and what are they doing? Where are they hanging out and what are they, you know, um, what's their likes and dislikes? Exactly. Or even you can drill down to like your ideal client in terms of maybe in terms of forever fit, maybe it's a a 10-year-old female who plays soccer. You know, you can really drill right down and then you think, well, what else is she buying? What, what other brands is she buying? Is well, she, you know, liking cotton on or really, really, it was a bit tricky because we did have to um, include some elements to, as you say, attract a wide range of people. 
Mm. And with so many markets, it's really important to find a niche, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So, you know, obviously she can train anybody and she can do do anything in terms of um, nutrition and fitness and strength, but the the audience she's going for at the moment is, is doing the kids stuff because that's what she really loves and that's what she's passionate about. So that always makes for a, a more quality service when you're loving what you're doing. And we love what we do. We so do. we hope that you got uh, a heap out of this podcast about how to – increase the perception of your brand. So increasing the quality that you want people to know you serve up, uh, increasing the, the the sophistication, the technology that you might be using. It's really important that you communicate that through your logos and through your messaging. So listen up next time because uh, the next episode is all about why, um, why blogging is more important than Facebook alone yeah we found some good research on that and uh we 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 did ask mark zuckerberg to come on board (laughs) but uh at this stage he's not ready to talk to us no look it's an interesting it's an interesting topic because everyone's on facebook and social media and it's fantastic i'm the first person to say how great it is Mm. um but you really do do need to build your brand on your own platform as well and have a separate area because he can flip that switch baby he can it's just not in your control and they change things all the time so and there's other advantages too yeah you know seo website all that kind of stuff that comes with blogging so so we're going to talk about that on our next episode of create chat thank you amanda thanks bit Create Chat is brought to you by daydreamcreative.com.au and wordstyler.com. Head over to our Facebook pages and let us know what you thought of this episode and anything else that you would like to talk to us about building your business brand. Until next time, be inspired to create and take action to bring your big business vision to life.